Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2270 with a release date of Friday, April 30th, 2021 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. The World Radio Sport Team Championship is postponed. Norway resumes in-person license exams and tracking solar storms by smartphone. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2270 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent weekly amateur radio news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Picayune, Mississippi, here is Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Our top story this week is the postponement of the world's most prestigious amateur radio contesting event, the World Radio Sport Team Championship. The WRTC, which was to have been held in July 2022 in Bologna, Italy, has been postponed until 2023. In making the announcement, Carlo, IK1HJS, organising committee president, said the difficult decision was made after considering various nations' responses to the public health challenges brought by the COVID-19 pandemic. He said, quote, we believe our decision is reasonable, end quote. Carlo said recent communications from competitors have highlighted various challenges being faced in other nations. Although more details will be released later by the committee, Carlo underscored that the postponement will ensure a fair qualification process for all of the event's international competitors while retaining the same overall structure. The last WRTC competition was held in Wittenberg, Germany in 2018, where I, Ed Durant, DD5LP, was a proud member of the publicity team. We wish the WRTC 2023 organising committee all the best for the next Olympics of Amateur Radio. To encourage more young radio amateurs to get involved in contesting, the National Contest Journal will be recognising the winners of the three North American QSO parties that the journal sponsors twice a year. Starting in August, operators 25 years of age and younger will see their results highlighted for CW, SSB, and RTTY. The journal's editor, Lee Finkel, KY7M, told Newsline that this was inspired by a similar practice by youth on the air in Region 1. It's not a separate category. The upload app for the logs will, however, contain a checkbox indicating whether the contest operator qualifies for a Yoda designation. Results will contain a separate table of youth scores, and they'll also be referenced in the journal's next-gen column, written by Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Lee told Newsline, quote, Our intent is to welcome participation by all young hams, whether or not they've participated specifically in Yoda activities or any other ham programs for youth operators, end quote. Is a satellite made of wood an idea that can really fly? All eyes will be on New Zealand later this year as we hear from Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. If things go as planned, all eyes will be on the Mahia Peninsula in New Zealand later this year, where a Rocket Lab launch vehicle may become the means by which an amateur radio satellite made of wood will take to the skies. This is a project known as Wisa Woodsat, and it's a more durable version of the Kitsat, the educational CubeSat it's based on. The launch of the one kilogram satellite into polar orbit, if it happens, will determine whether treated wood can serve as a good material for a spacecraft. The solar-powered satellite will reach an altitude of between 500 and 550 kilometres, or 310 to 340 miles, and will have an orbit that takes 90 minutes. Mission manager Yari Makinen of Arctic Astronautics said in a statement on the engineering and technology website, quote, 
In addition to testing plywood, the satellite will demonstrate accessible radio amateur satellite communication, host several secondary technology experiments, validate the Kitset platform in orbit, and popularize space technology. End quote. The concept for a wooden satellite is not new. Earlier this year, Newsline reported on a partnership between a business and a university in Japan to create an environmentally friendly wooden satellite to launch by 2023. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. There's a new young ham in Pennsylvania who has bragging rights to setting a record in Montour County. For those details, we turn to Randy Slide, W4XJ. First of all, let's just say for the record that Vincent Collar, KC3RXV, a Pennsylvania third grader, is still very good friends with Abby Smith, KC3OTG, even though he has claimed an honor that Abby proudly won last year. At the age of eight, Vincent has become the youngest licensed amateur radio operator in Pennsylvania's Montour County. That was Abby's claim to fame last year after getting her license when she was 11. The two became friends through scouting, and Abby's father, Thomas Smith, KC3OLH, coached Vincent in his studies for his FCC exam. Now Vincent can join his father, Lee Collar, KC3RXX, and mother, Cynthia Collar, KC3RXW, on the air. But this youngster already has an ambitious agenda beyond that. Inspired by Abby's own involvement in emergency response work, Vincent has become Skywarn certified and plans to join the Amateur Radio Emergency Services and the Radio Amateur Civil Emergency Service. He's also a member of the Young Amateur Communications Ham Team, a club for young radio operators. Meanwhile, he's been collecting more than just congratulations. Vincent has already started receiving some of his first QSL cards. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Randy Sly, W4XJ. If you've grown weary of receiving texts, emails, and even those endless robocalls on your smartphone, why not pick up some solar weather? Andy Morrison, K9AWM, offers this report. That smartphone you're holding in your hand right now might be the key to better propagation for your future QSOs, according to a study by an astronomer at the NASA Goddard Space Flight Center. Scientist Sten F. Odenwald has published his findings, which say smartphones' built-in magnetometers can be a useful tool in detecting some of the strongest geomagnetic storms. Magnetometers, which are capable of detecting fluctuations in magnetic fields, assist both Android and iOS smartphone users in utilizing the phone's function as a compass. Odenwald writes that although there is some interference from other components in the phones causing digital noise, the detection capability remains largely intact. So when geomagnetic storms occur, for instance, after the sun ejects plasma, changes occur in the magnetic field and the smartphone is capable of picking that up. He told the Academic Times, quote, Smartphones, at least theoretically, should be able to detect some of the strongest storms. Pretty easily, in fact. Especially if you happen to live up in the northern latitudes, in Minnesota or in Canada, or places like that where it really rocks and rolls. He said he has been studying the phone's ability to detect storms since 2017 with some success, adding that his results were still inconclusive. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM. 
In our occasional series, Nets of Note, Newsline looks at the many ways hams gather to connect with one another. This week, we look at a relatively new net born during the COVID-19 pandemic, allowing hams in a rural part of the UK to stay in touch daily. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us more. The daily net being run by the Hambleton Amateur Radio Society is advising hams not to stay safely two metres apart, but to gather safely on two metres together. That's the emphasis of a daytime net that's been operating since the pandemic lockdown shut people in last year. Tim Allison, G0TYM, told Newsline that the net's creation was inspired by the Get on the Air to Care campaign of the Radio Society of Great Britain. That first went on the air on the 18th of March 2020 with the call sign G0TYM stroke NHS and only two participants but it's grown since to a large group of regulars, including club president Tony, G3MAE. On Thursday the 22nd of April, the net reached a milestone of 400 consecutive days and continues to offer its Cabin Fever Award, a concept he copied from Worked All Britain's own award by that name. Tim said, I do keep a daily log of all check-ins and decided to create the award on our 100th day back in June last year. I made it as an award as it signifies you've not only called in but are surviving the Covid scourge. Hams are now checking in as well using the AO91 satellite, the ISS and Echolink node GB3IR. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Bucci for NJH. Think for a moment about some of the young amateurs you may know. Dedicated radio operators 18 or younger who embody the spirit of experimentation, community service, and communication. They might just be eligible to become the next Bill Pasternak WA6ITF Memorial Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year. You have until May 31st to nominate a young ham for this award, which will be presented in August at the Huntsville Ham Fest. Candidates should be living in the United States, its possessions, or any Canadian province. Downloadable forms are available on our website, arnewsline.org. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline. Heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the N5OZG repeater of the Crescent City Amateur Radio Group in Metairie, Louisiana, following the net on Sundays at 8 p.m. In Mauritius, students are studying how to get up close and personal with satellites, homebrew style. Jason Daniels, VK2LAW, brings us that story. 85 students in secondary schools and colleges in Mauritius recently learned how basic affordable materials such as aluminum rods and PVC pipes can be transformed into an antenna that listens to satellites. Training workshops were organised at 12 schools and 5 universities by the Mauritius Research and Innovation Council. These lessons included installation of the antenna on the school rooftop, tools for satellite tracking and decoding of the satellite telemetry and images on the amateur radio bands. Students also learned about radio waves and communication. Organisers are hoping the lessons will fortify the future of satellite and space technology in the Republic of Mauritius as the students graduate into their eventual professional careers. The students used their homebrew antenna and a software-defined radio, and at the end of the training, the council assisted in the creation of a miniature ground station. The radios and antennas remain at the schools to enable workshops to train more classes in the years ahead. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. 
Friendship was at the heart of the original concept for the Day of the YLs contest, which began as a dream for French radio amateur Corrine, F5ISY. After she became a silent key in 2019, her friends around the world took up her vision. Cell Emby, KB3TZD, tells us more. When the Day of the YLs contest gets on the air on May 29th and 30th, many of the operators will be listening for new radio amateurs and remembering an old friend. Corrine, F5ISY, who became a silent key before she could see her dream for this contest become a reality. YLs from around Europe, many of them personal friends of Corrine, will be calling QRZ in her memory. Be listening for Christina, G5YL, Nisi, KA1ULN, and Raisa, R1BIG, among others. YLs working other YLs earn extra points, but OMs are welcome to make contacts too. The contest will be held on HF as well as D-Star, Fusion, and DMR. For additional details, please visit the website listed in the printed version of this week's Newsline script at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Sal Emby, KB3TZD. There are some new licensed amateurs in Norway now that it's resumed its in-person license exams. Ed Durant, DD5LP, has the details. Congratulations to six of Norway's newest amateur radio operators. Their shared accomplishment was long awaited due to months of no license exams being possible because of the pandemic. Where many countries have been administering the tests virtually since last year, Norway has no such system. Ten candidates showed up for testing on the 20th of April at the ARK Student Amateur Radio Club in Trondheim, Norway. Six of them passed the multiple choice test, which has 40 questions. There is only one class of amateur radio license in Norway, which permits the use of one kilowatt of power. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. In the world of DX, be listening for Spanish stations with special call signs marking Europe Day between the 7th and 9th of May. The special call signs have a prefix of Alpha Oscar and a suffix of Echo Uniform, with numbers 1 through 9 in between. A special QSL and an award will be available, and contacts are also valid for the Radio Clubs of the World Award. Send all QSLs to EA3RKF. Be listening for special event station II5RCH from Grosseto, Italy. It'll be on the air until May 9th. The station is operating during the 35th anniversary of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. QSLs to the address on QRZ.com or via the Bureau to IZ5RHU. Harry, JG7PSJ, will be using the call sign JD1BMH from Chichijima from April 30th to May 7th. Be listening on 40 through 10 meters where Harry will be using CW, SSB, and RTTY. QSL via the Bureau to JD1BMH or direct to JG7PSJ. In England, be listening for special event stations marking the death of His Royal Highness Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, and patron of the Radio Society of Great Britain at age 99. Be listening for GB0DOE on the air until May 6th. Send QSLs via the Bureau or direct only. Listen also for GB2DOE on the air until May 15th. QSL via Logbook of the World. Newsline also notes with sadness the death of Apollo 11 astronaut Michael Collins, who was one of the three crew members on the first moon mission in July 1969. He died of cancer on Wednesday, April 28th, aged 90. And now for our final story. Goodbyes aren't always easy, but when you're an astronaut on the International Space Station, having one or two more QSOs with students at schools around the world makes the earthbound journey seem that much more real. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, sheds light on this story. 
As ISS astronaut Shannon Walker, KD-5DXB, prepared for her return to Earth with her crewmates aboard the Crew Dragon spacecraft, she still had some unfinished business. QSOs with students in Australia on Monday, April 26, aided by the Aris Relay Amateur Radio Ground Station IK-1SLD in Italy. Just hours after her crewmate Victor Glover, KI-5BKC, had an earlier QSO with students at St Scholastics College in New South Wales, VK2, Shannon was using the call sign OR4ISS as she took the mic to chat to youngsters at St Margaret's School and Berwick Grammar School in Melbourne. There were the usual questions about food, gravity, temperature, space junk and science experiments on board. But one question in particular reflected the global excitement over recent space exploration and future flights to Mars. Even as Shannon was preparing for her return to planet Earth, she was already being questioned about whether she might like to return to space and this time make it all the way to Mars as part of a flight crew. Shannon said that her heart was certainly in it, but the trip is still a long way off. She replied, and I quote, I wouldn't mind going, but I'm afraid by the time we get to Mars, I will already be a retired astronaut, end quote. With feet planted firmly on planet Earth, for Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. With thanks to the Academic Times, Africa News, Amateur News Weekly, AMSAT, ERIS, the ARK Radio Club, the ARRL, CQ Magazine, The Daily Item, David Bihar, K7DB, Engineering and Technology, NASA, the Ohio Penn DX Newsletter, QRZ.com, Southgate Amateur Radio News, shortwaveradio.de, spacemauritius.net, Space Weather, Ted Randall's QSO Radio Show, Tim Allison, G0TYM, WTWW Shortwave, YouTube, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. Please send emails to our address at newsline at arnewsline.org. More information is available at Amateur Radio Newsline's only official website at arnewsline.org. Be sure to follow some of these stories as they get a more in-depth look on the YouTube channel of 100 Watts in a Wire. Search for the video segment with the title, Two Stories. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Don Wellbanks, AE5DW in Picayune, Mississippi, saying 7-3... And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2021. All rights are reserved.